0: Today, we're going to talk about the challenges to coaching.
1: Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join national presenter and consultant Rory Rowland as he discusses another aspect of powerful coaching and how it transforms people to improve your organization. Welcome to Coaching for Potential. Hi, Rory. Paul, it is great to be here. Thanks for having me, my friend. I'm sorry. Coaching for Potential with Rory (laughs) Rowland.
0: There you go. Sorry about that. It's Paul is no problem man it's coaching potential. Glad to have you here. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be alive, alert and awake.
1: I people need to know your name. You've sure. focused your career on uh, training, speaking mm-hmm. but you've really gone into coaching for the last decade or so.
0: Absolutely. This has been my passion and I love doing it and I love to see people grow and progress and and today we're going to talk about some of those challenges that i've seen people have uh, over the time i've been working with coaches
1: now these are clearly people who have not been regular listeners to the podcast because they would have (laughs) not have challenges right
0: that is a great point that's the secret folks if you
1: listen every week and share with your friends and get good review on itunes you have no challenges with coaching but if you're new to the Right podcast, we welcome you. Right,
0: and and also and this is a good
1: one for you to listen to.
0: Not only that, the employees that should be listening to this are not listening to this. Perfect. <laughs> the challenges Perfect. don't know they're 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 probably clueless. They're the challenge, right? You know, and so there should be a there should be a there should be a. We should do a podcast on how to inform them mm-hmm. that you're the problem.
1: You know what? Maybe you could just do that for me. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> just let me know I'm a problem. But no, today no. you're gonna you're, we're gonna talk about the six six challenges to coaching. Right. And, we, you know, we've we've talked about different challenges to right. coaching, but um, it's always good to hear again, and you've mm-hmm. organized them this time with, with uh, six different things to remember. Right.
0: And so, yeah, the first one is, obviously, uh, how do we build a trusting relationship? And that's one of the first challenges to coaching. Um, I was working with a manager here a few weeks ago, and she had a great point. She goes, I went in and talked about this, 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 and this, and she could see that her... Her team member, her employee that she was working with, glazed over, and she knew she had lost her. And so I went back and I said, "Okay, how long have you been working with this person?" She goes, "She's relatively new." Mm-hmm. I said, "You know, what's the trust level between the two of you? You know, have you chatted about family, kids, you know, schools for your kids, whatever it is that builds those relationships? Have you done that?" And she goes, "Well, not really." And I and I I felt like I was pressing, and then she was like, not pushing back, but not. Receptive, mm-hmm. and I asked her. I said, "You know, was the do you think the trust is there to get to the level of the questions you were asking?" And you know, she go. You, she, you could tell it was like a, a baseball bat hitter, and it's like, "Oh, I think I pushed too hard." Mm-hmm. And I said, "You know, that's for you to analyze. I don't, I wasn't there. I don't know, but that's my suspicion in those situations." And so you've got to build in order to coach at a deep level and ask those more challenging, difficult questions. Even though you know the questions, even though you've seen them in a, in a coaching book, even though you know they're aware, you just you've got to put them. A, a, you know, you've got to put that aside and really. And we're at the level that we can ask those challenging questions.
1: But you really are you saying that you have to really kind of watch your questions based on where you think you are? Absolutely. Like, you know, what would be a pushy question if you didn't have some trust with somebody?
0: Right. If you just walk in and say, "How's your goals this week?" Okay. Boom. And, you know, it just seems too aggressive. Okay. Uh, whereas you might want to say, tell me a success story. Uh, what was your favorite interaction with a client? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what, what did you consider a win this week? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. M- might be something like that. Or but, even
1: good morning. Uh, yeah. You good, know,
0: Starting out with good morning. How are, how are things? All of that. And so that was a key where it could be just too aggressive. You know, because if you just walk in and say, how's your goals? Then they're wondering... Well, am I just a robot? Am mm-hmm. I just supposed to produce things? You know, how am I? You know, how's the world? Do I have any challenges? Any issues facing? All of those kinds of questions just be great questions. And this to stuff focus really on.
1: builds over time too. You really mm-hmm. have to build that trust over time. It's not just a one-time conversation. Exactly. With it's, the right questions, mm-hmm.
0: you've got to work with it yeah. over time.
1: Yeah, I, I, just the idea of building trust, I think, is 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 a challenging one, mm-hmm. and and not a short term. And it's one solution.
0: That, right, and it's and it's one where uh, it's one where if we don't do it and we miss out, we really short we shortchange the coaching relationship, the coaching uh, model, and so the first foundation, the first thing we should ever do is have that trust and have that relationship.
1: So when you're asking the questions, how do you make sure you don't get into um, that that where you're asking all the important questions and they're not really thinking they don't have that thought bubble over their head
0: Uh, yeah that's a great one Uh, you know almost like am i asking the questions and i'm the one trying to do the heavy lifting yes and that is a great question because here's i think an important key for managers i'm gonna step back just for a second one of the important keys for managers is so often um we care more about their job than they do (laughs) Okay, so that can be the first barrier. Uh So when we start to ask questions and involve them in the process and if they're, you know, you kind of see that glazy look or they're not involved, they're not committed. Then are you are you trying to push too hard because you want the job done or is their commitment level not there or are we not asking the questions to truly involve them? We're asking questions that are task focused, but not people focused, Mm. not focusing on them where they're at. What's important to them? What are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? How do they? How would they handle this job? Are we more, because that's when I see when managers misconnect is when they start talking about task issues. How's this task going? How's this going? Uh, where are we at here? Things like that. Rather than, how are you handling this process? How are you handling this task? Uh, what steps have you done so far? And what steps do you want to go see? Notice the, the difference in those questions. Yes. Ones are very task focused. How are you doing this? What are you doing? Where are you at? All of that. Whereas the other question is, how are you perceiving this? What's important to you? Mm-hmm. What would you like to do? Do you need any resources from us? Notice the difference in that. Right. Huge difference. It's where the
1: responsibility is.
0: Absolutely. And 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 what and that's the challenge with managers. Managers who are task-focused managers don't coach very well. One is because they're just trying to get the task done, and they don't recognize the relationship between the employees and themselves is so important. Whereas managers who recognize the importance of the employee and how critical they are you know, we get things done through people. Uh, we don't get people just to do things. Right. And that's where I see the misconnect with a lot of managers is they just uh, stay in, too incredibly task focused.
1: So sometimes the um, person that you're trying to give the coaching session to, they don't see the problem. Is, is, that, <laughs> is that because of the questions that we're asking? It
0: can be. And, and it can be just a, a lack of awareness on their behalf. You know, um, or it may be, They've worked so long in a command and control environment, you know, it just depends if it's a new employee or a more seasoned employee. If you're if you're a coaching manager and you've got a new employee with you and you're saying, What do you think, or what would you look what would you like to do, or how would you like to handle this, and they're not used to that model, they're used to somebody saying, Hey, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, they're really gonna struggle with that model. And so, you know, you've got to work up to that level that you can ask them those questions where they have the confidence to feel involved because they may be at the point in the, in the relationship, they may be at the point in their career, my God, I've never worked for anybody who asked my opinion. Mm-hmm. I've never worked for anybody who thought my uh, ideas mattered, that I, that I as an individual was creative enough and added value to the organization enough that they would ask my, my opinion. So even though you might do that, they don't trust you enough right. to really do it. And if they don't trust you, if there's that, if there's that disconnect there with the trust, they're going to want you to say, "Just tell me how to do this." How would you like it done? Because if they feel like if if they do it and they make a mistake, then Mm -hmm. you're going to come back to them. They would rather you do it. They would rather you tell them how to do it rather than you say, "How would you do this?" They don't really that confidence level to grow is not there yet, Mm -hmm. and we as a manager have to make sure that that's there,
1: so they can solve the problems. They can come. They can. Come up with the solutions themselves, right? It, it reminds me of the concept when you talk about: um, eighty hours of easy. You know, if we <laughs> if we don't have, repeat that concept again. Just
0: yeah, it, it, it's it's eighty hours easy. And I had managers who uh, early on, and then I was working with them. Uh, they go well. It's just it, this coaching thing takes too long. It just I have to explain things to people and things like that. And I asked them, "Well, how many hours are you working?" And they said, "You know, seventy-eight hours of work a week." And I said, "Well, that's eighty hours of easy, isn't it?" And they, you know, they hesitate. You could kind of see the look, like they're, you know, they're kind of upset with me. Uh-huh. But you know, I just felt like we had the relationship, we had the connection, and I just said I had to label it. And uh, you know, I could have said, and I did on a number of occasions, "How's this working out for you?" Mm-hmm. Well, this is the only way I can think of doing it right now. So, when they did that, I finally said, "Okay, I'm going to label this for you and and then let you look at it from a perspective of 70 hours of easy, 80 hours of easy." When they did that, then they really um, they really shifted gears, which I think we talked about this on the on the last podcast. I was working with them again, and now they've got their managers that now have new supervisors underneath them, and so they're actually with myself and them teaching new managers this process. Mm. And I said, "How's it going?" And that's they said, good. "And they said, well, you know, they're they're not very good at the delegation aspect. They're not very good at letting people do this." And I said,
1: "Hmm, <laughs> <Sounds> <laughs> do familiar. we know
0: do we know anybody like that?" Yeah. And they all go, "Oh yeah, guilty as charged." And I said, "But you know, be patient with them." And that's one of the things that was a great compliment that came out of it. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. boost myself up here for a second. But shit, they said, "You never lost confidence in us, and you never felt we never felt frustrated." even though now we recognized how long you had to work with us in order to get to that point we didn't feel frustration i think that's another important key too in this process and a challenge to coaching is you don't want to lose your frustration you don't want to get to the point where you just say you got to have it now it's yeah. like it's like a mother a mother never says to a child you know it, it a child you know, every kid develops at different levels right. and and i love it when you know some mothers who have a, has a child who walks early well is your child walking yet so oh you know <laughs> i have a superior child they're walking earlier well the question is ultimately will this child walk yeah absolutely will they walk maybe 45 days before this other one does yeah is their quality of life any better because they walked 45 days earlier than this other child did even though they're the same age no and so that's just that mindset that happens. But I think for the important thing for a coach is you might have two employees that have different skill sets. And one catches on very quickly. But the other, important, the other employee is just as valuable, even though they don't catch on as quickly. Mm-hmm. Don't, lose, don't lose confidence in them.
1: And one of the things, the challenge is to make sure that they're solving their own problems. Mm-hmm. And that's once they solve their own problems, that reduces your 80 hours
0: absolutely yeah Yeah, because you've got to you've got to give them the confidence that they can do it Mm -hmm. let them know that and and that's just a really excellent point that you make there making sure they solve their own problems so
1: on the other side there's also some employees that know everything they they know all the answers (laughs) you know you have a you have one that doesn't want to make any solutions and one that thinks they have all the solutions yeah We're, we're, we're how about that challenge (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah that's that's both ends of the spectrum yeah. there one who doesn't want you to tell them what to do and then one who's like why are you even asking me mm-hmm. and i think employees that 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 they think they know it all uh, or they've got the solutions are by far the most challenging people to coach and when i see that personally from perspective of this manager doesn't want my input um my enthusiasm for coaching them is very challenging however you as an but i have a choice of who i coach sometimes and when i see that i say you know i don't think we're a good fit but if that's your team member and they don't want to be coached then you know you've really got to kind of dial your ego back mm-hmm. and let them uh, you know let them be in charge let them be the person who's kind of driving it and still going back to questions, what would, how would you handle this, or what would you do, or what do you think is important here? Or what do you think the priorities are? Or if you were in my position, what would you do? Because they'll have an idea of that, and but bring them closer to you. Um, a lot of managers will push people like this away, and that's counterintuitive because the further you push them away, the more the the relationship uh, severs. Pull them close to you. Uh, I love Ernest Shackleton. You've heard me talk about Ernest Shackleton many times. Yes, but he. But when he was you know, the Antarctic explorer and their boats got crushed and they escaped on three life rafts and they took you know, 18 months in the Antarctic to do this and they had to eat seal and all of that, he kept the people that were most negative closest to him. He didn't want them to negatively infect the whole team. And that's counterintuitive. We want to push those people that are a problem and put them in the furthest tent away from us so we don't want to have to... But he recognized that if he didn't keep them close and he didn't kind of control that narrative, that they may negatively infect the entire team and they would lose that. And that's the same thing here with those folks that think they know it all. You need to bring them closer and find ways...
1: Because it's like a Mm self-esteem, look at me thing. And if you get in the battle of right who's who's, who's more who's in charge smarter, who's better right that's just l- losing for your entire team i would imagine absolutely there's
0: nothing wrong then for letting them believe they're in fact the smartest person in the room right um, you know obviously you don't want them to go around and create problems for the organization you can certainly talk about that but there's nothing wrong with with letting them be the smartest person in the room And matter of fact i think great coaches highlight other people to make them right. look important significant right. they matter
1: Okay, so another challenge would be, you'll say we've talked about the person who can't come up with a solution, mm-hmm. person who knows everything. Right. How about the people who just can't decide on what, what to do?
0: Right. you've got Maybe
1: they research too much or mm-hmm. they're unprepared. They don't want to make that commitment.
0: There's just too many options available yeah. to them. And and when that happens, you've got to step back and go back to, okay, what was the thought process you know in this? And I'll give you an example. I was working with a senior executive uh, last week. And she's brand new to her responsibilities, brand new to her job. And she was completely overwhelmed and kind of like this. She just couldn't figure out what action to take. And so I said, step back. And what are the five things that you need to get done uh, this week or the next two weeks? And so she outlined them. And I said, okay, what's the what's the most important one? And she said, this one's by far the most important. I said, okay, where are you at in the process? And she goes, I don't know where to get the data and the person that will get me that data is actually on medical leave, so I'm really lost for words. Okay, then let's step back further. Who would have access to that or in that information? She goes, probably the senior managers in that department. I said, "If you reached out to them? She goes, no. And I said, what do you think about that as an option? And when we said that, she goes, yeah, I need to make sure I get all the senior managers together see what information they can give me for this report. It's absolutely imperative. It's almost like a tax return for the organization. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's uh, what is it? A, I forget the term for it. But anyway, it's, you know, a financial report that has to be done. And uh, she, when she did that, she came up with the solutions, but she was completely unwilling to, to commit because she was so overwhelmed. And once you break it down, then you can help them overcome that that willingness to commit or take action.
1: Yeah, that that's... Some time management, some task management, right, um, smart goals, right, all that basic stuff would help that employee.
0: Absolutely, and help them step back, reevaluate it, and then how it can go forward. And in her situation, the amazing thing that was, we spent about an hour on the phone, and the amazing thing was just her sense of anxiety and angst when I was first talking to her. And then at the end of the hour, I said, you know, the most amazing thing here is seeing your confidence level improve, your tonality has been more confident. You're talking slower and lower. Uh, you're not breathing so quick. You know, when you're anxious, you like, oh my God, I gotta go. this done. Oh my God, oh, I gotta get this done. You could almost hear that in her voice. At the end, she was going, you know, I think I've got a game plan now. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna reach out to this person, this person, this person. I'm gonna ask them for some help. I'm gonna say, you know, where have you got this information in the past? And they had it. And I just thought that was a great way to go about it. So uh, I love it when I see people progress and grow like that. Uh, In those challenging situations.
1: So, another challenging employee would be one of those folks that are hurt, um, have had bad experience in the past, and just can't get past those emotions.
0: Right. Can't get over the emotions. Yeah.
1: What about, how do we overcome that challenge? You know,
0: well, it all depends. I'm going to be a little careful here. You know, if they've lost a spouse or they've gone through a different occult divorce, you, you can't be there. You can't be their psychologist. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully there's resources in the company to talk to psychologists, those kinds of things. But if their emotions are hurt from you know, some little rift that happened in the organization, it's okay to ask about that. And I'll give you an example. I had a client here recently. She was a brand-new supervisor of been Supervising two or three months. She was faced with this scenario. She could tell that somebody was hurt. She pulled them aside and said, hey, tell me what's happening. You're not quite the person you were. It's almost like the, uh, what is it? You're not who you are when you're hangry. Uh, oh. <laughs> trying to think of the can. Snickers. Snickers. Thank you very yeah. much. You saved me there. You yeah. saved me there. But, uh,
1: I watch too much TV. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're not who you are when you're hangry. But uh, she asked her what was going on, and, and she truly listened. But the employee also had some feedback for her as a supervisor saying, you know, uh, you're doing this, this, and this, and I really think you're overstepping. And the the supervisor was absolutely amazing. She goes, what would you like to see me do differently so I don't overstep that? Which is a great question. She put her ego aside. That employee told her how she would like you to handle it. And their relationship solidified almost instantaneously because that manager put her ego aside. So it's just like the question before. When you've got somebody who knows it all, put your ego aside. Mm -hmm. It's okay. One of the things they want to do is they want to act like they know it all. Then great. Let them have them do that. But you know and I know and they know and you know that they know that you know. They don't know it all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but who's on first? <laughs>
0: exactly right. Yeah. They know that you know that. And so uh, with that being done, it's okay to make them look like that. But it's also very important if they if they use that behavior elsewhere in the organization, it's going to be to their career. And then you can have that conversation is how is this helping you? How is this moving you forward? Uh, what kind of impact is it having? So that's another important key.
1: I think you just went through... Six challenges of coaching. Absolutely. The employee, you say they need to build trust. Mm-hmm. Make sure that they're doing the heavy lifting. Right. The thought bubbles over their head. Make sure that they're solving their own problem. You bet. Deal with that employee that thinks they know all the answers. Right. Let them be the smartest person <laughs> in the room. Work with that employee that, or I, I say employee, team, team member, really. Mm-hmm. That team member who is... Um, kind of afraid of committing to take action. Right. And then that team, manager, team member, mm-hmm. see, this is why you're so good at <laughs> met, doing all this, uh, the the team member who needs to manage their emotions.
0: Right. And we've all been there. I mean, mm-hmm. we've all been there where we something happens, and we get angry, we get upset, and we get frustrated, yes. and, and there we go. And we've all been there. And mm-hmm. I completely understand when an employee does that. Um, But we've got to recognize that, you know, there's a lot riding on your career here. And you've got to manage your emotions. And if a challenge arises, breathe, relax, and when all else fails, ask them their perspective. Because when somebody is truly heard, they're not angry.
1: If for some reason Mm -hmm. just something happens where people are still needing overcome some challenges coaching mm-hmm. after listening to this. I can't Absolutely. imagine. I can't, we should solve it all today. <laughs> right. But this is our last but, episode. But just <laughs> let's just say they do. How would the people get a hold of you?
0: Absolutely. Uh they can get a hold of me at royoland.com, r o r y r o w l a n dot And we also have a learning management system uh where we take people actually through the learning process of being a coach. And I can also be happy to walk them through that process too when they reach out to us. So and that's
1: an online thing where you get a module every week, mm-hmm. and you're building your skills throughout.
0: Absolutely, and uh, they can do that. And I also have it where I've got it uh, priced where they can actually do it with me, and I will uh, spend some time once a month with them. Or they can, you know, they can go through the 52 modules on their own. Whatever they like to do, uh, they can do that. We've got a different uh, pricing structure for that.
1: Excellent. Well, a lot of uh, opportunity. I hope mm-hmm. a A lot of people take advantage and talk to you. Absolutely. um, Thanks again. Thank you, Paul. Thanks for listening to Coaching for Potential with Rory Roland. Join us next time for another discussion about the power of coaching. This has been a KCTK production produced by Paul Lavoda and Rory Roland. For more information and content, visit RoryRoland.com.